Hi, I'm TJ Thomas, and this is Therapy Thursday, a weekly collection of easy, approachable, bite-sized tips to help your mental wellness journey. As a clinical therapist, I've spent thousands of hours working with clients, and now I want to bring the therapy love to all of you. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Therapy Thursday. Today we'll be doing another misunderstood diagnosis that was actually requested by a message from a viewer, so thank you very much. Continue to reach out if there's anything that you wanna see on a future episode. So today's misunderstood diagnosis is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now PTSD is a pretty interesting one because it's actually misunderstood in both directions. It's misunderstood where people kind of take it lightheartedly, um, and unfortunately they say kind of dismissive things using the word PTSD to describe things that really aren't PTSD, like, oh, I have PTSD from that really hard test or something. And that unfortunately just kind of belittles the true experience of PTSD. Then there's people on the other end of the spectrum where they dismiss actual signs of PTSD, where they say, oh no, that's not PTSD because you haven't been through an intense enough trauma. People think that PTSD is like only if you've been in active military service in a war zone or something like that. And that's not the case either. So today we're going to be going over the DSM-5's actual criteria for a post-traumatic stress diagnosis so you can learn a little bit more about what this diagnosis actually means and what it doesn't mean. So now, when it comes to post-traumatic stress disorder, there are four really important criteria that need to be met. The first criteria is an exposure to a traumatic event, which makes sense. Now this is the first step where people start getting tripped up, where they think that the trauma, that means that it has to be like military service or some huge, huge, terrible thing. But there's a lot of things that can count as trauma that can give someone PTSD. The DSM-5 specifically lists actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violence. And these don't have to be just ones that you experienced yourself. The trauma can actually be personally experienced, can be witnessed firsthand. You can learn about the trauma to someone really close to you, a very close family member or friend going through it, or it can be through repeated witnessing of these kind of events, such as for like a first responder or a police officer. Someone who's experiencing these traumas as a witness to them constantly and frequently, that can create the trauma as well. So again, let's just put to rest this myth that PTSD only exists if you're in the military. Now, of course, PTSD is a huge problem within the active service community and the military community, and I don't want to belittle that at all. But a lot of people who aren't in the military experience PTSD also. So that's the first condition, is the exposure to the traumatic event. Now, the second important piece for diagnosing post-traumatic stress disorder are intrusive symptoms. Now these are usually recurrent, unwanted, involuntary reminders of the event. They can be thoughts that just keep coming, they can be dreams, they can be extreme psychological reactions to cues in your surroundings that remind you of it. But whatever they are, they're intrusive, they come at times when you don't want them, they just, it feels like these thoughts are just like assaulting your brain and that you can't escape them and that they just keep happening. The third symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder is actively avoiding situations, people, places, events, things that remind you of the trauma. Now this can be actively trying to repress thoughts about it or it can be actively avoiding physical things, uh, people or places, anything else that bring back these memories. So in the second criteria, you have intrusive thoughts that just come like seemingly randomly and you can't stop and you can't control them. In this third criteria, we are avoiding things that we know trigger these memories. And that's an important piece as well. So now the fourth and final piece of diagnosing a PTSD diagnosis are actually emotional and behavioral symptoms that are very similar to other diagnoses like depression and bipolar disorder and anxiety, which is why PTSD unfortunately can really often be misdiagnosed as one of these other things if someone isn't familiar enough with it. Or people just assume 
that they have bipolar depression, anxiety, because they don't think that their trauma is bad enough for PTSD. So some of these emotional symptoms will include negative alterations to thinking or mood. So this can include harsh negative views of the self or of the world, really black and white thinking of just like, you know, everything is bad, I'm bad, I'm evil, that kind of really broad terms, just negative thinking. It can also include symptoms typically seen with depression and bipolar disorder, including, you know, really down emotional states constantly, lack of interests in activities that they used to find pleasurable, sleep disturbance, memory problems, actually not being able to remember everything about the event, feeling detached, distant, isolated from others. So a lot of these depressive-like symptoms will also happen with PTSD. The other side of the emotional symptoms are actually arousal symptoms, things that you would usually see with, again, bipolar or anxiety disorders. These are things like irritable behavior and outbursts, uh, hypervigilance, reckless or self-destructive behavior, uh, problems concentrating, or an exaggerated startle alertness response. Now these are the base criterias for a PTSD diagnosis, exposure to the trauma, intrusive symptoms, avoidant symptoms, and emotional symptoms that can mimic bipolar, anxiety, or depression. If you or you think someone you know might have experienced one of these traumatic events, might have either happened to themselves or witnessed it with someone else, if they've been through a trauma, whether it's something very, very big and serious like military active combat, active duty, or something that you might consider to be less serious, it can still be a trauma and it can still produce PTSD. So that's why it's important to recognize that it's a lot more complicated and nuanced than just something that happens to our military service veterans. So that's our Therapy Thursday for today. Thanks for joining us and thanks for coming around to learn and improve your knowledge and skill base around mental health. Again, I wanna thank the viewer who actually recommended we talk about PTSD today. If any of you have any more questions or concerns or any topics that you wanna see covered on a future episode, message me and let me know. And with that, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much again for listening. If you enjoyed this or other episodes of Therapy Thursday, please consider rating and leaving a review wherever you're listening to your podcast. It really, really helps us to be able to get this in front of more people. Of course, remember that this is a podcast, not therapy, and it should not replace any treatment by a licensed mental health care professional. And I invite you to follow me along on my Instagram at TJ Counseling for more mental health tips.